Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of Untucked. Uh, we have a fair amount of Eagles Super Bowl prep along with uh, some score predictions. And then our coach's corner today, we're going to talk about kids being off the payroll and when does it make sense for that to happen. And then we're going to discuss an article from The Cut about modern etiquette rules. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own. They do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 79 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. And this is Jeff. You probably intuitively know this, but did you know that a 50% off sign increases sales? Even if shoppers don't know the original price or what a reasonable price for the product would be. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. That's not a surprise. Okay. Just a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff was admitted, admitted to um, having some difficulty. Scrambling for the fun fun fact. He said he went through a couple different topics. Yeah, it wasn't as easy this week. Um, had a couple others, but like moons can have moons, right? Like moons can have moons, and they're called moon moons. <laughs> that would have been better, I think. <laughs> I thought the two of you would have slapped me if I used that one. Maybe if you led with that one, but comparing it to 50% off, it's definitely the better of the two. Moon moons? Like, they can't think of a better term for it? I'm here for very easy, accurate descriptions of things. Okay. Like, moon moons, I know exactly what it is. It is the moon of a moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no mistaking <laughs> that. <laughs> you going to lead us off? Jeffrey? We're doing Philly sports now. What is your opinion on all the talk, which I'm sure both of you are knee deep in right now, of like the birds really haven't earned it this year? Uh, You got to explain that to me because I am not knee deep in any of the chatter. Is that what they're saying? Um, Their schedule was cake. Easy schedule. Played Um, against hurt teams every step of the way. Yeah. I guess the Giants had their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. Um, but then they didn't – like they beat a team in the 49ers that literally didn't have a quarterback, even though we knocked both of their quarterbacks out. And now they're going against Kansas City with possibly a hurt Mahomes. Like what's your take on it, on that perspective? Who's wh- So this is coming from – Outside of Philly sports fandom, I'm taking it. Like national media. Yeah. yeah. Like and a Stephen A. Smith or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's yeah. said it specifically, never... but yes, yeah, so a talking head on some sports casts who's just trying to. I think they have to fill airtime for two yeah, weeks. Get a That's reaction. It. Yeah. How did the, how do each of you feel about the game? It's probably the first game these playoffs where I'm like, mm, it's going to be a, I was, I was much more confident going into the Giants game and the Niners game than I feel going into this game. And I think it's just because 
Kansas City has been so dominant for the last however many years, really since Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback, that like even maybe a little bit hurt, even with whatever you want to say about Andy and his coaching style, like they're a very good team. But like both teams are very good. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why they're both here. This is a, this is the first game I'm going into that I feel confident. <laughs> like I was nervous about the Giants. Yeah. Giants were coming off a a, a good win. We we weren't, um, but they beat them handily. Uh, the Niners have the best defense, or one of the best defense defenses in the league. So wasn't sure how that was going to turn out. Wasn't confident. And the more I think about this game, I just keep like. When the when the Chiefs played the Bucks in the Super Bowl, the Bucks just I mean, they were chasing Mahomes the entire game. Like he was running the entire game. Our defense is better than the Bucks defense. He's not a hundred percent. Like I I mean, I hate to say it, I just like I feel like like I feel very confident that the birds are gonna win, which I don't like. And like even a part of me, like deep down is like they might even like kill him. Whoa! Like it might not even be a game. Whoa! I know, I, and I don't like feeling that way at all <laughs> because I'm just like our defense may shut them down. They don't have Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but they have Travis Kelsey. They have Travis Kelsey. I, I got you. Okay, and then who? I don't know. Travis Kelsey's wrecked a couple of teams himself this sure. year. And when we played. The forty nine when we played the um, the Patriots and won that Super Bowl in seventeen, that second half Gronk just picked us apart. Like yeah. he was unstoppable, and I think that's possible possible with 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 KC. But if we hold them to twenty points or less, we win the game. I'm I'm one hundred percent convinced of that because we're going to score more than twenty. I know that. <laughs> wow, pretty specific. Yeah, look, I, I don't. You guys Probably are like Fairweather fans. You ne- you're ne- neither one of you are dialed into any. You're only dialed in the Sixers. You're only dialed in the Flyers. I'm four for four. <laughs> <laughs> but you're listening to yeah, you're- six ten WIP every day, and I only and call in like just- five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely pay more attention. I give you that. You have a much. You're far more confident than I am. I'm not going to speak for Mike. But that's that's because you you pay more attention. You're more aware, more in tune. I think it just sets up on paper to be a, an awesome game, a good game. Yeah, and and yeah, anything can happen. It could be a thirty-one point blowout one way or the other because of turnovers or penalties or injury. I mean, it's like any single game. Yeah, yeah. I just I expect it's going to be good. I think on paper, when we look at it, like the Eagles beat them in every category except for quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, especially given the fact that Mahomes is Hurt. slightly, but then again, so is Jalen. Yeah, um, it's not this huge disparity of of quarterback differential. So when I look at like on paper, like it it should the Eagles should win. Now I'm saying that, but believe me, I don't feel this confident. Yeah, because like what you just said, Mike, like anything can happen. Do you know what the spread is? It's you like one and do. a half. Yeah, that's fair, I think. Mm-hmm. Crazy. The Chiefs have been here, though, more recently, more collectively. I mean, the team that, this Eagles team that won in, what is it, 18? Like, yeah. 
it's a very different team than is going back this year. I think that matters. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you, on paper, like, means nothing to me because this is the only the, the only game that matters at this point. Like, they've, they've gotten to the only point that every team works to, and it's just, like, anything can happen. On yeah. paper, it doesn't matter. You know, what I just said, who's been here, who hasn't, doesn't really matter. Yeah, and back to what you started with, you know, though they didn't earn it. I mean, what they fourteen regular season wins was it? <laughs> they, they rolled over their two games in the in the playoffs. I mean, it's still the NFL. It's not easy to do any of that, yeah. like against anyone. Right? And I they, mean, so, they could have won sixteen if their quarterback was healthy yeah. the entire yeah. year. No, I don't. I I I throw that yeah out the window. I mean, you're playing an NFL team. They're grown ass men that want to beat you. To win 14 of those matchups, right. you earned it. Right. And if you talk to any player or coach in the league, they would be like, that is bullshit. It, like, nobody, everybody feels exactly that way. You could be the worst team in the league playing the best team in the league, and you have to show up to play. So, I, it, like Mike said, it's just killing time and getting reactions for a couple weeks because there's only so much you can say about the Kelsey brothers being in the Super Bowl together. But yeah, my only my <laughs> only fear is the moment gets a little too big for Jalen or and or Nick Sirianni, mm-hmm. and Nick tries to like outthink himself, like just go out and play the game like you've been playing it all season. Don't try to do anything funky or crazy. Um, and Jalen, just keep your cool. Don't fumble. Don't throw an interception. Like yeah. onside kick. Take off care the of kick, the ball. Opening kickoff or something <laughs> right. like that. Don't do anything stupid. And you're down seven nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, and that that's the kind of stuff that sucks. That that's crazy about the NFL. I mean, Jalen can drop back and fumble, and KC picks it up and yeah. goes goes for six. And here we are with fourteen twenty eight left in the first quarter, <laughs> down seven. Man, like I'll like I'll lose my shit if that happens. Yeah, yeah, you will. But I will say the final will be thirty one seventeen. Birds, birds, yeah. You want to go? What's your prediction? Um, twenty three fourteen birds. Ooh, low scoring affair. Um, I'm not good with this because, like, sometimes I say numbers that are like you can't even have them as a football score. <laughs> any, any number. Um, I think it's to gonna one. be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be close. So I'm gonna say, can you have 30 points? 30 makes sense, right? Yeah. I'm gonna do 35, 30. Two and above is all. 35, birds. 30. Okay. The over under is 51. You think there's gonna be 65 points scored in the game? Yeah. No defense. I'm so excited though, man. I can't wait. This has been the longest week I've had I've had in a while. Like yesterday, I was home. I'm like, like ate, ate dinner. I'm like, oh my god, it's only Tuesday. I thought it was like Friday. I'm like I'm like a child. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of Super Bowl talk. Go birds. Just as bad as WIP. Yeah. <laughs> Go birds. <laughs> um, you want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Still. So for Coach's Corner today, we are going to discuss when should kids be off the payroll. We have a pretty unique perspective on this particular question. Jeff and Mike have young adult children. We work with people who receive financial support from their parents. We also work with parents who give financial support to their children. What we want to talk about today is if and when it should stop. Yeah, I think this topic is like, it's all over the place. I mean, obviously, there's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um but I, like, I know from my perspective, I graduated college. 
Uh, my daughter was born in October, so two months after I graduated college. So I, you know, was looking for a job, was living at home, um, you know, part-time, part-time single dad, trying to help raise a child, help financially support a child. Like I wasn't in any hurry to like move out of the house. Um, so now I wasn't looking to stay there forever. Meaning your parents' house. Correct. Yeah. But I didn't, I definitely got the nudge like from my folks. It, it got to the point where they're like, so when are, when are you going to meet someone or when are you going to just get out? Like, I'm like, why are all these toys all over the place? <laughs> so I kind of was like, not forced out, but it was clear, like t- time to move on. But I was probably after maybe like a year or two, I was probably 23, 24 when I moved out. My 23-year-old is kind of part-time living with, with us now. And I, mean, I hate to say this, but, but like maybe like a month after she was there, I was like, when is she getting out of here? Like, when is she going to get her shit together and get a full-time job? Like, and I just kind of forgot that, you know, what's, what's the, I forgot what it was like to be 23. Yeah. So I believe that there should be some time frame. And this is my personal opinion. Unless your kid like totally has their stuff together. Right. And is graduated, has a good paying job right out of graduation, right after they graduated because they did an internship with this company and they're just put together and they, they've moved out. If your kid's trying to figure it out, I think you help them save some money, help educate them on how to financially support themselves, do a budget, pay taxes, like learn the robes until they can afford to move out. But at some point that has to happen once they're financially able to do it or on the on the brink of financially able to do it because i don't think it hurts to like have them need to push a little bit yeah and i think it's sort of like um it's not like graduation isn't even necessarily a like like a fact i mean there's plenty of i think more so than ever probably more more kids or young adults that don't find that college is for them Right. And they're sure. maybe living at home trying to figure it out or whatever. I mean, I think I think the answer is just it, it's a big, it depends, you know, capital D. depends on the, there's so many variables in the situation. You know, you could have multiple kids and let's say two of them are very self-sufficient. They're out quickly and they're off to whatever. And then you have one who's struggling for whatever the reason or reasons. And, you know, you're going to do what I would think you're going to do what you can to help them and not just like say here's the door figure it out um maybe the tough love piece is to a certain extent uh, a thing and and can be part of it but i I just think it's a very hard open-ended question um because every situation is different every kid is different every economy is different i mean i i lived at home for a year and a half after I graduated because we were in a recession. The jobs were not to be had. Um, and it took that long, really, for me to get a job, basically. And uh, so, and I was like you. I was like, whatever. Were you 23 or so at that yeah. time? Um, yeah. So I think a lot of it depends on internal and external factors. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. When they're off the payroll, it's, it depends. I think. And to what extent they're off the payroll, right? How you're helping them with certain things or 
you know, they're paying for most of their own stuff, but maybe you're helping them with, I don't know, a car payment or, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but. <laughs> yeah, we had this discussion. Jeff, Melissa, and I talked about your daughter, and it was like exactly what you just said, what you both just said, but we did identify like certain things that were going to happen, right? Like a student loan was going to be paid off or she was going to get a new job or, right? There were certain, you know, when when she's off the insurance, when she's 26 and she can no longer be on, you know, your health insurance. Like there were going to naturally be some, um, some things, some events, if that's the right word, that probably caused everyone to be like, okay, well, what's next, right? And I think that's, in my mind, at least, maybe the more logical way to like think about it. It's not a defined moment in time. It's not a particular age, but it's it's the recognition that, hey, we want to get somewhere and there's a series of events that are going to cause us to figure out how close we are, like how much sense it makes to take that next step. And a lot of those are financial. A lot of those are things that parents provide in the form of support that go away or change hands that I think require there to, at the very least, be a discussion about where are we going from here. Yeah, the biggest event is the the child's going to want to be living on their own. Like They don't want to live in your house anymore. And that's just a huge financial thing to overcome to figure out, what am I buying a, am I buying a place or am I running an apartment and what does that cost and how the hell do I even do that? Because, you know, the, the, the boys don't want to stay at home and like bring girls home or boys home or whoever uh, in mom and dad's house. So that's the biggest, I think the first kind of hurdle. But as far as off the payroll, like what does that even mean? Like do, do either one of your kids, do any of your children have like, uh, like a credit card that is like one of your credit cards? Yeah, that's how I started it, but then got them their own credit cards once they could. That they pay for. That they pay for. Do they ever use your credit card still? For sure. <laughs> yeah, for food and for, you know, the things that are kind of part of the deal for yeah. being at college, which is like room and boarding. That includes, you know, food. Not not going out yeah. or not playing golf. Right. Or anything like that, but but food is still kind of like it's on mine. Yeah. Co pays? Co-pays? Yeah. What do you mean? They go to a doctor down down in South I'm Carolina. Not, no, I pay for that. Yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah they, they, they use your card for the co-pays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, also, like, the scenario where, like you just said, that they want to, you know, at some point they want to get out of the house. They don't want to live at home. But, you know, there's, the, there's plenty of scenarios where the 20-something or even 30-something-year-old is living in the basement playing video games and doesn't have any interest in working. Right. Why do they always have to be playing video games in the basement? Why can't they just be in the basement like making Legos or something or like a, a model airplane? Why do you have to come down on video game players? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, that touched a nerve. Touched Jeff's nerve there. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a 40-something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Again, no, there's, I, there's lots of kids that are comfortable. And it's like, hey, I don't want my own place, so I'll just stay here until until. Well, that's what I mean by like there has to be – discussions there yeah. right because even if it, the kid doesn't want it well if the parents don't want that there has to be a discussion because it can't be something that gets like never discussed and then it right boils up and then it's like get the hell out of my house right. like of course people don't want that to be the alternative so i feel like using whether it's 
hey, I really would like to like this time next year be in my own place. Okay, what are the steps we need to take to get there? Hey, we're covering your student loan for one year. That was the deal. What are you going to do when it starts, you know, kicking in? I just think it makes sense to have those conversations. That's what my parents did. And it was never like you have to be out by a certain time. But I think they knew that if we did certain things, we would eventually be out, which was the goal for everybody. I think there should be a conversation about around you have to be out by a certain time. Obviously, circumstances may come up right. which are going to change that. But our plan is that you've either graduated high school and decided not to go to college or you went to college and have graduated. And the plan is a, it's a three-year plan. You know, plan number one is establish your budget. Like you're going to have to get a car and insurance and student loans or whatever, you know, whatever your foods, like find out what all that stuff costs. Maybe the next year we're, as we're doing that, we're focusing on like your job and your career path. And then there's year three where you're, all right, we've, we've got a good routine now. What are our goals? Like what, what, what's our budget going to be if we, if we move out? I think they have to be pushed out at some point. And, and I don't mean like, like a month after Sure. We start to plan, but a few years, yeah, and 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 they got to go figure it out on their own. So that in that scenario, you're saying they need to be pushed out. That assumes that they're not trying to get out, right? Assuming they're not trying to get out, right? Assume, on their way to getting out, right? Say. Right? Yeah. Or like your kid, like Will hasn't come up to you and said, "Look, this is my plan. I want to be out of here." By no, if that discussion hasn't happened, like I think there needs to be a discussion. This is your plan. Let's build your plan because you can't live here until you're 28 and I'm, I'm picking up, I'm, I'm right, making sure. up a number. Like the plan is 23, 24, 25. And when you're 25 and a half, like we've met all these goals and we've hit our plan we hit our numbers and you're out unless something else happens, right? Sure. You break up with your girlfriend and you spiral into a, like a depressionary funk for a year and a half. Like, okay, maybe that has altered our plan a little bit. What about parents who, like still willingly provide support. So like let's use the scenario where the kid's out, but mom and dad are covering maybe more than what you were describing, like the car payment, like paying half of rent or you still have mom and dad's credit card. Like, I mean, do we have any opinions on that? or It's got to stop. Just... It's got to stop. You can't. I don't think you could do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. I mean – Unless it's like, oh, my, my kid has to live in a 3,000 square foot apartment. So, yes, I have, like, that's, I think that's bullshit. I think yeah. if your kid wants a 3,000 square foot apartment, they need to get a better job or get a third job or a fourth job if, because they're not, they're, they, they shouldn't be coming back to you for that. I think most kids, when they graduate in, in today's world, can get a job that can, that can afford them the basic lifestyle needs food, clothes, roof over their head. Maybe you won't get them the BMW or the beautiful place in Exton that overlooks the pool, <laughs> but they, they can afford to, to be independent. Yeah. And look, if they get in a car accident and there's a medical bill, yeah, mom and dad should be there to help out because that stuff's everybody. Everybody needs help and everybody's yeah. gotten help to some extent. So, yeah. but no, they, they gotta, they gotta be out, man. Yeah, because I think that scenario, and we see it more from the parents. Like, 
wanting to or maybe not wanting to but feeling like they have to help and a lot like we come at it more times than not from the perspective of the parents right is this detrimental to the parents financial plan providing that type of help i can't say that i've gotten into a lot of conversations when someone expresses that as something they want to do or feel like they need to do i'm not talking about the kid i'm not like well why does the kid need this or have you considered having a conversation with your son or daughter about why they need you to do X, Y, and Z, um, which I don't know is really our place, but it, it's an element, I guess, of this particular topic. Yep, for sure. So what do we conclude here? Nothing. Anything? <laughs> um, what did we conclude? I think we concluded that when there's no there's no – exact when and the when is different in every case but that assuming both kids and parents want there to be an off the payroll there's got to be a plan to get there that's fair enough so really no conclusions (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on this article is called do you know how to behave are you sure how to tip how to text tip ghost host and generally exist in society today this article got a lot of feedback on twitter good and bad i'm not sure how much you guys saw but that's where i came across it it's a list of etiquette etiquette rules and i'm kind of putting that in air quotes to abide by in different situations the categories they use are friends and lovers strangers and others going out and staying in tipping work the city parenting posting and texting I just I, I highlighted a couple that just stuck out at, at me. It's yeah. one way or the other. I mean, there's a hundred and whatever forty of these, and many of them are just just really dumb, honestly. But like, <laughs> here's one, and and these are to clarify. These are like etiquette rules, like and and it has a like a header. For example, yes. Don't feel bad about standing up in the aisle immediately upon the plane landing. Oh. And then it says, flying is bad enough already. Do what you can to make things better for yourself. That's the advice about don't feel bad about it. I have the exact opposite opinion on that. There's nothing more rude you can do than do that. Now, maybe this is this is obviously written by a young person, this article. <laughs> so maybe this is what the, you know, the young this people. generation feels about just look out for yourself. But that to me was like, are you kidding me? Okay. I don't think it's rude. It's totally rude. It's not rude if someone stands up when the plane stops. It's stupid. Well, it's stupid. It's not rude. All right, I'm I'm thinking of the stander and then the moving down the aisle, like oh, going when ahead you get of you out of your aisle. Yeah, past yeah. People, that's rude. All right, yeah. so I was picturing that. No, but this but this advice Which is basically saying that? go ahead and do that. Thirty seven. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't even in the category it's, we were in. Yeah. We were, it's we were saying, focusing on go ahead, think about yourself. Don't worry about it. Move forward. Yeah, that one's dumb. I would agree with that. And they're the worst kind yeah. of people. I, I mean, I thought under the heading that we were under going out and staying in, there were a lot that I kind of agreed with. Okay. Um, some that kind of confused me. Give us one that confused you. Uh, white people should not use any variation of racial slurs at karaoke. I, w- I was confused by that. 
from the standpoint of like, obviously, white people shouldn't use racial slurs. You should like what? Like what do you do if someone picked a song with a racial slur? You don't say it, right? But like, so you say like, uh, you just like leave a blank word. Yes. Obviously, you're not going to say the racial slur. Right. But like, you don't say brother or no, player no. Or, or like, <laughs> no. or, or bastard. We're or obviously like. talking about one particular racial slur, but no, you no, don't. No, I, mean, I mean, you can think you of it. You don't fill the space. I've never done karaoke at a bar. I can't imagine doing a song that would actually have a racial slur in it. If you did karaoke, you would, though, because those are the songs not. you know the I words would, to. Would, first of all, you do karaoke to sing, right? Like, <laughs> no, people that, do I it to rap. I can't believe you picked that. Do they really? Yeah, this is why I was confused. Like, I, like, yeah. I would never pick a rap song at karaoke. What would your karaoke song be? Um, it would be Santeria by Sublime. Oh, God. <laughs> what would yours be, Mike? Right, come on. Can we get off of this karaoke? <laughs> wait, okay. wait, wait, why okay. is my topic bad? Okay. Like another one here. Venmo's remind button is too aggressive. Text them instead. It's great advice. It's great advice. I, I've never used or gotten a remind on Venmo, so I don't know how aggressive it is or isn't. But I mean, they're basically saying, don't robo remind somebody, just give them a text. <laughs> and um, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Like if if they're going to Venmo you yeah. and they get a notice from Venmo, like, hey, by the way, like you owe me 40 bucks for the gift. Well, what's wrong with that? I don't think that's a big deal. Um the three on the birthdays, I couldn't agree more with. After high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. Oh, yeah. No one gives a shit. Not even like 30? No. Or 40? No. And that, well, those two ages, even 21, dovetail into 63, which is if you plan a birthday trip, I would argue party event for your birthday, aggressively make sure people understand they don't have to participate. Agreed. I, I, I like the 30-year-old birthday and like somebody throws their own birthday bash their own yeah i think it's no no, no I'm, I'm not suggesting that that's bad i'm suggesting that if you're gonna do it you have to make sure people know they don't have to come oh they said like and but they're saying like you can't use the day to make unreasonable demands on people right yeah okay i thought it was saying like you can't like no because like my cousin my melissa's cousin like she had like the pimp glass like on her 40th like it was awesome like it was a party no i and i think if you want to do that great but like if you're gonna go away for a weekend you can't expect your best friends to like drop money time off work to go celebrate your 32nd birthday like that's bullshit don't go into a phone vortex at dinner no brainer yeah um if you bring something to a party to eat or drink you, you cannot take it home yeah I think there's a lot of people that don't know this, man. This is like basic etiquette. How about this one? It's a little out of the category, but it's, it's jumped out at me. <laughs> Saw someone shoplifting? No, you didn't. I love that. Ditto for jumping the turnstile. Yep. So so you're in a store and someone's just chucking stuff in a bag. You, you, you're Not my problem. <laughs> what store? Any, uh, Does the know. store deserve to have their stuff stolen? Uh, like if it's at rest- Restoration Hardware, take as much as you can. <laughs> if it's at Target, take as much as you can. I mean, if it's a mom and pop boutique where like, okay, different. But like big corporations, I could not care less if you take but like, every item from Target. So Doesn't now matter. I have to uh, pay more next time I go to Target because of that uh, policy. You yes. won't even feel it. You won't notice it. 
<laughs> but Pottery Barn, like if you're just taking some drapes from Pottery Barn, they're charging like three thousand dollars for, which you I can get the same ones at Target for like two hundred. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Take them with it. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, like honestly, like if I saw someone shoplifting, I probably wouldn't say anything because I don't want to get shot because you yeah, never know no, what understand. can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I may like, yeah, I would probably just turn around and walk out, man. You wouldn't even say something under your breath like, really, dude? No, no. You kidding me? I want to in those types of situations, but people are crazy, man. I know. You're right. I mean, Doesn't you're matter where right. you are, people are crazy. Some Karen might turn around and freaking tase me. But 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 this advice was not because of that. This advice is basically etiquette. Like 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 ignore someone who's blatantly stealing shit. Because it's I guess to your point, it's none of my business. Not my problem. Look, if I just came back from Afghanistan and I'm in like a I'm a Navy SEAL, yeah, I see somebody uh <laughs> shoplifting, I'm, I might say something. I'm gonna say something. I want this one to be a PSA to everybody I ever go on a trip with. Whoever put the most work into planning the trip gets first dibs on the rooms. Like absolutely, I, I know. I, I mean, this this happened to Caroline for her with her um, house next year. She found it. She did all the legwork, and someone else like claimed the the good room. Yeah, and she's bullshit. upset about it, and she's having a hard time trying to rectify it because yeah. she doesn't want to be the jerk and all that yeah. So, yeah that's that's even more difficult because you're talking about living yeah. somewhere yeah. if that was me i'd be like i'm not settling for the less you know the, the second best room but on trips it's like you're right yeah. oftentimes and two it has to do with like singles and couples right it's like this couple gets that room because it's bigger and there's two people and it's like no but i did all of this work i should get my choice that's understood for sure it I don't think be, it is. It, no, I'm saying it should be. It should be. Yeah. I don't think it is. How do you guys feel about um, 79? If you lose or break something you borrowed, offer to replace it. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Who would not offer to replace it? I think there's people that wouldn't. Hmm. I mean, I, I go even like a step further. Like if you borrow something, if it's possible to send it back in better condition, do it. Right? You borrow somebody's car and it's got like three quarters of a tank, mm. fill it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put some washer fluid in it. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I interact with people that like have interacted and maybe maybe I'm specifically thinking about my wife who it's like, <laughs> like she ran over my brother's tent. Like my brother let us borrow a tent. So it was in like the packaging and she ran over it with the car and like ripped the bag that holds it. And I'm like, what? Like we have to get him a new tent. Mm-hmm. Like, we could probably just find the bag that holds it, but you may have damaged the tent. Like, And she's like, no, just give it back. I'm like, we can't just give it back to him. <laughs> now we have the busted tent with the hole in the cover, and we got to get him a new one. Yeah. And she like looked at me like I was crazy. I borrowed um, a sweater from my girlfriend. Long story. Ripped my whole jumpsuit down the side. So it was a pretty SOS emergency situation. Borrowed the sweater, lost said sweater. I mean, I had it in my possession for like two hours and it was just gone, whether it was an Uber or a Barcelona, I don't know. And I sent her a gift card, which the sweater, I have no idea where she got it from. I have no idea how much money she spent on it. But I sent her, I think I had like 100 bucks to Nordstrom. And she was shocked and appalled. She was like, Meg, it wasn't even like a cool, like an important sweater. Like you don't need to do that. And I'm like... You gave me an article of clothing when I was in distress 
and I lost it. Like your <laughs> like, grandmother may have like escaped a concentration camp with that sweater. Like Who knows? I don't care if it was three dollars from Walmart or maybe it was more than that from somewhere else. But like, what do you? How could I not do? No, that? That's, the, that's the right move. You have to do that. I mean, it, but the fact that she was so shocked that I did it, I was like, what did you expect? What do you feel about this one? Because I wasn't really aware of this until somebody, one of Melissa's friends said it. They said, hey, why don't you guys come over? They invited our family over to hang out and have dinner. They weren't like making dinner, but like, hey, we'll just order takeout or something. And she insisted that they buy the takeout. Like we couldn't chip in at all. And I just, I never had heard of that before. Like if I say to my, like to you, Mike, Hey, why don't you and Pam and the kids come over? We'll like order some dinner or whatever. I never, now I never realized that etiquette is I pay for it all. Like there's no splitting the, 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 the takeout bill. You pay for it as the host. Yes. How? Like I'm picking it up, right? I'm just, I'm just going to pick it up, pay for it. And no, 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 no. Like you I, come on over. We'll, we'll just order some dinner. Like, we're not cooking, but we'll order some dinner. You and the family come over and we'll hang out. And then the etiquette is the host pay for it. Do not split it. Yeah, I would do it the other way. Like, if I was the one invited over, I would insist to pay. To pay for the food. Interesting. Like, I'm, you're hosting me. Even if I'm bringing food, I'm probably drinking or I'm using the bathroom or I'm. you maybe did something to, like, straighten up the house. So, like, I'll bring the food. Melissa's friend was adamant, like, no, no, we invited you over for dinner. Whether we're making it or, or we're doing takeout, we're paying. We're covering it. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I never looked at it that way. But I, I, can't, I mean, I know I, now I kind of feel where she's coming from. I get it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like so anti-split, though. Like, I'm not itemize the bill and divide 12 ways. But like, if two families are hanging out and having dinner and it's like you and all your kids and you and all your kids, like... Yeah, if we spend two hundred bucks on food, here's a hundred. Here's a hundred eat. Like yeah. that to me doesn't feel inappropriate at all. No, I don't think it's inappropriate. But yeah, I was I was shocked to, to yeah. see her side of it, which was now that we invited you, you're our guests, we're paying. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So generally speaking, do we think we're polite people? <laughs> all right, let's go. Move on to our top five. All right. <clears throat> Top five favorite entertainers with famous parents. And by favorite, it's like people that you personally like, not not sort of like just the most popular. Fam- popular, or famous, right, yeah. right, right. And we, we allowed for athletes, correct? We allowed for entertainers, which is maybe actors, musicians, athletes. Yeah, or, okay. So, so I didn't general. know that they had to be our favorite. I just made a list of like, people that had famous parents we'll pick your favorites yeah yeah like none of them i'm like are like oh i really <laughs> like that movie that that that, that guy's in so, okay it just whatever it is what it is <laughs> all right i'm gonna go first okay. all right kate hudson had her on my list kate hudson's parents are goldie hans her mom her mom's right? goldie hahn kurt russell's her stepdad okay <clears throat> yeah i'm a kate fan yeah hard not to be she's yeah. a cutie dude She's a rom-com legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm like on a Miley Cyrus kick right now. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, you could have Billy Ray as far as right. I'm concerned. But a Party in the USA? Come on. 
slaps, as the kids say. Her new music is awesome. Not a Disney Miley person, but like she's really coming to her own. You can keep Wrecking Ball as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's like a little dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but I get that. Um, the Curry brothers, Steph and Seth. Their father, Dell, was a okay. NBA that's fair. player. That's fair. Okay. I really like Chris Long, former Eagle. Yeah. Howie Long's. Mm-hmm. And then the, I just kind of needed another one. <laughs> uh, Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Did I take a lot of people's? Just one, one. just one for me. Okay. <clears throat> All right. That's why I wanted to go first. <laughs> I'll go if you want. Okay. <clears throat> I've got... Um, I got Jeff Bridges, his father Bo Bridges, or not, not Bo Bridges. Is it? Am I, did I just screw that up? His <laughs> brother's Bo Bridges. His dad is Lloyd Bridges. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I like Jeff. I, I think he's great. I like him in everything he does. Jeff Bridges is good. Yeah. I've got, um, I can't believe, Meg, you didn't do this one. Um, Dan Levy, father Eugene Levy. Dan is the oh, that's uh, such Schitt's a good Creek. one, Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Missed one the boat on that one. Um, I got Brett Hall, Father Bobby Hall. Okay, that Brett's a list. Brett's a yeah, hilarious dude, great player, ex player. Um, I've got Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Because I like Ben. I think he's great in everything he, is he great. does. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And his father was fantastic, dude. He's King of Queens, right? His yeah. Dad. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Stiller. Stiller. Maybe the yeah. best part of that show. And that show is good. Like, he's the board. best part of everything he does. I don't know if I know him from anything else. Zoolander, he was in. Oh, my God, you're right. He is. Uh, he was in Seinfeld, mm-hmm. All right, which so you didn't watch. No. That's a good one. Uh, my last one, and this isn't my top or anything, because I'm sort of lukewarm on this dude. Michael Douglas. His dad's famous. Yeah, Kirk. He's dead now, but he was okay. like a. Yeah. He was in like Spartacus and all these like oh. all like yeah, yeah, leg, yeah. legend Michael movies. Michael Douglas is like a hundred. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Michael. Douglas. I'm not a huge one either. I don't like his face. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't yeah. like. I don't his think face. I mind his face. I think he's like really sick, isn't he? think maybe uh, yeah he's got like 105 yeah he's old as shit yeah yeah, yeah. all right what do you got jeff i got brandon lee died during the filming of the crow father bruce lee Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have angelina jolie yeah do you like well that's uh, no i didn't i didn't base it on who i like who do you not like angelina or john angelina okay yeah i like john's awesome yeah yeah i got jack osborne (laughs) Ozzy and Sherry o- Sharon Osborne. <laughs> What's the sister's name? You should have went with her. She's more famous uh, I forget than her Jack. name. That's probably why I didn't include it. <laughs> uh, I was talking to Melissa about this last night, and she, out, she said this one wouldn't be acceptable, but Haley and Eminem, that's not acceptable because she's not famous. Correct. Okay. Then I'll go with Liv Tyler and Steven Tyler. Yeah, that's a good one. And then my number one is Ziggy Marley and Bob Marley. Can't believe that. They yeah, good one. That's good. List. That's yeah. good. I feel like Ziggy is actually your favorite. Like that was. Yeah. Like I like yeah. Ziggy yeah. and I love Bob. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Go birds. Go birds. See ya.